I'm going to be uh, telling you a story um, about my son-in-law, and, and today we're talking about growing up in Christ. Um, and so my son-in-law, Stu, um, has resisted having a dog for a long time, and that is because he's been allergic to dog hair. However, uh, he went on a, uh, a little break a few months ago before the kind of lockdown with my other son, uh, Chris. And Chris has a cockapoo, and Stu found out that actually he wasn't allergic to the, uh, the cockapoo. So... Uh, with some uh, trepidation, they decide that they are going to buy for the kids uh, a little cockapoo, and that's what happened. And they called her Luna. Here she is. Ah, um, uh, and uh, she she was doing really well. Um, then I was on a, a bike ride earlier this week, and um, I suddenly get this funny uh, uh, picture text from my daughter saying what plant is this? There's kind of a shrub in their garden. And uh, asking me, and I kind of text back, just rhododendron. Um, And um, then when I get back home, uh, Anne tells me that, the Luna has been rushed to the vet. Her stomach has had to be pumped because she's eaten this shrub that apparently is poisonous to dogs. And, um, you know, the great news is that uh, she's fine now. She's absolutely okay. Uh, and the uh, rhododendron is no more. But it made me uh, think about a couple of things. First, that she is very young uh, and immature. And she doesn't really know what is good to eat and what isn't good to eat. And secondly, she hasn't got a mum there anymore uh, to really help her and teach her. No, no, don't, don't eat that, eat this. Um, and so I just made me think about what it's like growing up as a Christian in the church. We start off as new believers, uh, inexperienced. We need to be parented. We need to be discipled. We need to understand to make good decisions, what is good, what is wise. Um, and we're able to, as we grow up, able to stand more on our own two feet. Um, we don't need to be spoon-fed so much. Uh, we can handle solid food um, And uh, I'm going to be talking to you uh, today, first of all, about how the church, the local church, is actually commissioned primarily to do two things. One, to bring people, the believers, to a unity in the faith. And secondly, uh, to bring all the believers to a place of maturity. Secondly, we're going to look at what maturity is, what immaturity it looks like, and then I'm going to give you three kind of takeaways at the end to really uh, see um, how you can live to the full measure of what Christ's got for you. So, let's uh, read the passage. The main passage today is Ephesians 4, 12 to 16. Uh, You can follow me on the side here. So, Christ himself gave... The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. 
Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The risen Christ, Paul is saying to the Ephesians, the risen Christ is still watching over his church. Today, he's still watching over his church. And he has given the church gifts. And these gifts are ministry gifts, gifts of being an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, pastors and teachers. And they are to bring the believers to unity in the faith and maturity. And note what it says. It says attaining to the whole measure of Christ. Attaining to the whole. It's not, we don't get a little way and then we say, well, that's, that's fine. I think I've grown enough. I'll just leave it there. No, no, we, we grow right the way through our whole lives, right from the beginning of when we, when we become Christians, right the way through. Uh, we're still growing. No matter what age, we're still growing. Now, my first challenge to you this morning is this. Have you stopped growing? Have you stopped growing? Because the benchmark that Paul gives us is the whole measure and fullness of Christ. <laughs> that's, quite a, that's quite a measure. Uh, now, you know, I'm not wanting to kind of sow condemnation. Uh, we all have times where we have spurts of growth and at times where we plateau a bit. But my, plateau, my challenge to you today is no matter how old you are, God's heart for you is don't give up. Don't settle. Don't just say, oh, well, this is it. We need to be going for the prize that we're all running for, which is the whole measure and the fullness of Christ. So what, is, what does immaturity look like? Well, like the puppy, Luna, it can be detrimental to your health. Paul says, don't be infants tossed back and forth by the waves. And we got this picture of being tossed like on the water. Um, and this is a, a picture. He's very good at giving us graphic pictures. It's helpful to have a graphic picture of this. Um, so there is an instability about immaturity. Um, it's like a little boat that's on a choppy sea. Whereas the mature person is more like a kind of ocean-going liner. The, the, the sea is still choppy, okay? It's not that the, it, it gets less choppy. It's just that the effects and the danger level is much less if you are in a little... It's, if you're in a big boat than compared to being in a little one. Let me ask you this. Have you... Have you ever been seasick? Do you know what that feels like? Um, <laughs> I, I fortunately don't normally get seasick, but I think the 
the closest I came was one time when we were uh, crossing the channel with my family and it was really choppy it was ferocious um, I can remember that Anne was laid up for the whole time on the bunk bed looking very green indeed uh, but I and the boys were watching this film that was actually on uh, put on you know, in, in the ferry um, which was Pearl Harbor I can remember it very distinctly and you had these Japanese fighters coming over Pearl Harbor you know and you had that whole thing uh, and it was just funny that it, as the ship was kind of rocking to one side and rocking to the other, we were sort of, we were literally sort of like at this kind of angle and kind of like coming in. It felt very realistic indeed. Um, but I, I thank God the ferry was the size it was. I wasn't in a little tiny vessel. Um, also, the mature Christian, I find, um, isn't jerked around so much by the circumstances. When things aren't working out as planned, they remain calm and they ride it out. And I want to say 2020 has been one of those years, hasn't it? Um, it's been somewhat of a choppy sea um, for all of us. Uh, I think it's a real point for us of saying it is a choppy sea, but we need to be mature in Christ. We need to remain calm and planned and ride it out. Don't let your emotions be contingent on the next news briefing, but be anchored to Christ and his perfect peace. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Isaiah 26.3, which says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. I love that verse. Uh, I learned it as a new Christian. And that's one of the things I think, again, it's really good to learn scripture, kind of, you know, uh, the psalmist says, kind of bind it about your heart, um, you know, actually learn some scripture, get, get it into you so you know, yes, and when you, when you face that rocky time, remember that scripture and quote it back to yourself. The other thing I'd say about immaturity that's coming out of this Ephesians uh, passage is that they seem to be easily influenced by uh, some faddy teaching. <laughs> this can be unhelpful and at times downright dangerous. Um, what Paul seems to be saying there is that some people who are peddling this actually aren't, are doing it for their own ends, not really for your benefit. Um, the, the Bible talks actually about teaching like food, and really not all of it is good for us. Um, if you were to, uh, if I was to sit my six-year-old grandson down at the table and I put in front of him an, a really nice kind of uh, bowl of vegetables and stuff and then I put a nice bowl of ice cream and I said, you just choose whichever you want to eat, you know. Um, I know which one he'd go for. And... Partly it's, it's because you actually don't know what the long-term... But if I just eat ice cream all the time, what is actually going to do to me long-term? Um, also, our taste buds need to be conditioned. So if we eat all kind of lots of sweet stuff, we're going to keep craving lots of sweet stuff. We have to learn 
and parents have to kind of help their kids kind of learn what's good. And it's the same with growing up in Christ. We have to kind of work on learning what is good and, and uh, eating that. So it's the same for us as, um, as spiritual Christians. I want to read to you Ephes- uh, Hebrews 5. The writer there talks about milk and solid food. He's comparing milk and solid food. Milk being what you have when you're immature and solid food what you have when you're more mature. And solid food is for the mature, he says, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Going back to Luna the puppy, um, she hadn't been fully trained yet in what was good and what was dangerous. I was trying to think about this this week and trying to think what is it that makes me kind of decide um, what is good doctrine and what's rubbish doctrine. Sometimes I think truth is taken out of context, at other times exaggerated uh, to apply to a much broader thing than it was originally intended. Uh, I think maturity helps me to kind of stand back and to kind of consider and weigh in the knowledge of the full counsel of God. It's a bigger boat. It doesn't get tossed around in the same way by the latest pop uh, theology. So I want to leave you with three kind of takeaways to actually help you, okay? And my first takeaway is, again, coming out of this Hebrews 5 passage, we need to, first of all, we need to train yourself to discern. It takes work. We need to read widely, not just our kind of favorite author. We need to study We need to take advice as to what to read from people that we respect. Um, We need to read the whole Bible, not just our pet chapters that we like. And we all have pet chapters. Um, We need to talk to others and get in discussion groups. We need to attend small group. We need to open up. We need to be humble and allow your opinions to be challenged. Secondly, we need to persevere. James 1 says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. It's the trials of life that often God uses to mature us the most. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. There is something in the very process of persevering that aids our maturity. When we were young, we expect everything straight away. Maturity teaches us that most of the best things in life entail waiting and just at times hanging in there. And I want to say at times... You know, many people I've spoken to, myself included, this year is a time of just saying, you know what, I've just got to hang in there. You know, think about the father of faith, Abraham. You know, in many ways, he was a model 
of someone who just hung in there. He just kept believing and kept believing the next year and the next year and the next year and actually believing that God was going to fulfill his promises. I'm believing that God is going to fulfill his promises for all of us. And uh, finally, point three. Um, When we are immature, we find that there's a big gulf between what we say and what we do. Our behavior isn't in sync with our values. Think, (laughs) you guys have watched quite a lot of live stream uh, over these last few months. Think about what it's like when it goes slightly out of sync. Uh, When suddenly the person's speaking, but you actually hear the words just one or two seconds afterwards. You can only stand it for a few seconds, really, and you go, I can't watch this anymore. It's out of sync. You know, turn it off. And uh, that's a bit the same for us, that actually our behavior and what we say, what the Bible says, needs to be in sync. That's That's what maturity is about. Maturity works on integrity, both individually and for the whole church. I think it's what Paul spent much of his epistles emphasizing to the various churches. He's trying to say, church, your behavior needs to be much more in sync with what God's word says. He wanted to bring them into maturity. A huge part of this responsibility to bring the church to maturity was through one anothering. So rather than being something we try and accomplish on our own in isolation, we are to do through good relationships. You know, remember the earlier passage in Ephesians 4, Paul says, speak to one another. Speak to one another in love. Let's be joined, he says, and held together. Let's be held together by every ligament. He's saying this, isn't, this is relevant to growing up and being mature. As we speak to one another in love, we actually are maturing the whole body. We need to be honest with one another, genuinely caring about the maturity of the whole church. It's not just about me and my life and my walk with God. It's about... Oh, I'm part of something bigger than that. I'm part of the whole, the body, the local church that I'm part of. We need to have the guts to point out sometimes, to be honest, that's just frankly flaky. (laughs) It doesn't really fit with what actually the Bible says. We need the boldness and the sensitivity to care enough to point out where someone's actions are actually, frankly, wider the mark compared to what the Word of God says. I want to leave you with this final thought from Jesus. I was just in looking at this whole subject of uh, maturity that I realized that Jesus in the parable of the sower in Luke 8, He's talking about the seed that 
fell amongst the thorns and the thistles is likened to life's cares and worries. And he says this, the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries and richest pleasures, and they do not mature. God has called us, beloved, to bear fruit and to bring others to maturity. And let's make sure we don't stop growing. Let's make sure that we're not just so taken up with life's stuff, both for ourselves and for others, that we actually care enough to speak. Let's help one another to grow up into the whole measure that is in Christ. Amen. God bless you.